everybody and welcome to the Stay In Screamcast. My name is Hunter and of course, like always, returning for a second season, my good co-host Duff. Hey, I'm here and I got a uh, overpriced Miller Lite instead of a Dufftoberfest because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Duff, it, um, it feels like it's been a long time, but it also hasn't because no. I... Uh, I see you way too damn much at this point. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's a situation. We won't get into it here, but Stay in Screamcast never fully ended for us. We just kept going, but this is the return to Stay yeah. in Screamcast for the HHN 2021 season. And we are literally days away from the event starting. We are in the week of the event starting, sitting right outside of the Universal Monsters Cafe, and... Which is why I have a Miller Lite instead of a fucking Dufftoberfest, Hunter. <laughs> Look, we could have walked over there. You were content to come here. Listen, this I've walked fine. around all day. I'm lazy. Yeah, all right? yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But oh, all we're going to talk about is just a couple things that we are hoping to see at HHN 30. Um, our hopes, our dreams, our ambitions, the people we can't wait to uh, hug and kiss and love on. There's and, not many of those. Yeah, not very many. Mostly the caretaker, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, so just things that we are excited about for HHN 30. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hit the Bartman and we'll be right back. super excited for because not only are we going into another HHN year, we're going into the next decade of HHN. Yeah. And they tend to be divided up, you know, pretty heavily. You know, the first 10 years are kind of the underdog years with Jack coming in right at the tail end of that. Then you had your icon years and then we've been living through what a lot of people call the IP years for the last decade. Mm -hmm. It seems like, of course, media integration, that's always been part of HHN. However, we're coming into a heavy original focused year, which is super exciting. And we're not gonna talk about the last year. Obviously, we've covered a lot of ground there. We've known this lineup for a little while, but instead just, it's finally here. We're excited to be here. And I guess just starting right off at the top of the list, thing that I am looking forward to find out is, are there going to be any enhancements for the HHN ah. Lighthouses? For The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, for Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, for Beetlejuice, which was, um, for by all reports, opened very, very quickly. It mm -hmm. was not a planned thing. Um, there were a lot of things that could be filled out or changed. Definitely. We already know some of those changes coming in with the removal of plexiglass and instead using a vinyl covering this year. But beyond that, um, we've heard some reports and things that The Bride of Frankenstein Lives has been touched up some, it's been plussed up. Revenge of the Two Fairy, seems like a lot of people are in agreement that house was pretty much 100% done, yeah. minus some last minute additions. I'd say the finale is probably not what it was intended to be. However, Minus that, I would say that house is pretty well, yeah, yeah well put yeah. together, you know. And the Beetlejuice, there were for we're gonna avoid a spoilers in in this conversation, but Beetlejuice did have a lot of holes yeah. just because of how quick actors, it came together. For sure, yeah. So I guess the thing that I most want to know, and we'll find out this week, is are those houses that those of us that were very fortunate to have a chance to see last year during HHN Light, is there gonna be anything new in there? Because I imagine even just changing up a couple of those scares can make a world of difference. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the same thing. Um, 
and it's it's harder if you listen to our most recent episode on 365. All three of us, er, for the most part, the three of us had the three we've seen at the bottom of our hype lists. Yeah. Um, and you know, it doesn't mean I'm not excited to see them for this reason. That that's my excitement is seeing what is potentially new and plussed. Um, if much, I mean, you know, I think in Beetlejuice it has to, you know, yeah. like you said, there's a lot of holes there. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I guess it's kind of rumors at this point what we could see in Tooth and Bride. So I'm excited for the potential, but I feel like I won't be extremely disappointed if not too much is different, you know? Yeah, that's right. Just because like these houses all are, are top tier haunted houses, mm-hmm. you know? Universal has a reputation, they definitely, I mean, what they did during their quote unquote Halloween seasonal testing experience is a heck of a lot more just because of the budget that they had than, you know, a lot of haunts get yeah. a pull off. Um, and The Bride of Frankenstein lives, its reputation, like it's already cemented as an HHN legend. And I'm more excited for people to check that one out and see what it is. Mm-hmm. If there are enhancements, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see what that is. But if it is one of those that uh, nothing changes. I still think it's in a pretty good state, but really hoping we see a couple things swap that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, having seen it last year, we obviously want some change, some some additions to keep it fresh for us, right? Yeah. Um, but like you said, if not, Bride is definitely something that uh, me and my producer here, Nico, with us is uh, ecstatic to see. Yeah. Again, just because, like you said, there's there's people who've been going to this event for you know 20 plus years who are like, this is a top 10 house all time, yeah. easily. So, you know, I, I might not be as hyped as I am, like Beetlejuice and Toothberry, as I am for Bride. Um, but again, yeah, I, I want to see the changes, if any. Sure. Just curious, and where, where they do it. So I think in a house like Toothberry and even Bride, I don't think it's obvious where the upgrades could be made. Yeah. Uh, whereas in Beetlejuice, it's very obvious. Sure. So what's up next on your list? Um, so mine's going to be a very more specific thing, and that's Stay and Scream at Duff Gardens with a Dufftoberfest in my hand with my friends. Yeah. I missed that so much last year. Like See, just getting to the park at four o'clock, claiming my spot at Duff Gardens <laughs> in the shade, of course. I did not expect this. You're gonna be the emotional core of this episode and I'm like, I'm talking logistics. Yeah, it, like, our, um, you know, our life together is nothing like that. It's the exact <laughs> opposite, typically. <laughs> Hunter's true. emotional and I tell him to shut the fuck up. Not always, but that's, sometimes. That's, okay. We balance each other out. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. Just that communal experience and like going back to Bride and Tooth and Beetlejuice, I've said this on Catacombs, I've said this on Grim Grinning Host, but getting those houses with your friends in the full HHN experience is gonna drastically change how you perceive yeah. those houses. Yeah. Because you and I, I mean, pretty much every time I did Bride, it was with you or a friend, but that house, you could tell, just like, it was not, you know, it was the, the 4 p.m. opener out of a festival instead of the 10 o'clock closer, like it should have been, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the big thing with all these houses, is being able to experience them with your, your quote-unquote HHN plan mm-hmm. is going to make all the difference. And to, to add on to that a little bit, that also, it was missing that HHN feeling. You know, walking through it today, it was cool to kind of get that different experience and yeah. just be able to walk in. It's walk on all day long, pretty much. But I think having the atmosphere of HHN going into the house, coming out of the house, back into that HHN atmosphere is going to change how you feel about them a bit, too. Totally, totally. Yeah, there's something about the rumble of the crowd and just 
you know, honestly, having to build anticipation, like it's something that you wait for to go into, like that plays a huge part into it. But for me, it's going to be theme parks at night are already, like theme parks at night are already some of the most magical places on the planet to be, um, especially with Universal when you got like the neon and the music pumping. We've already heard like a little bit of the music and it sounds so good. And, and the, I just, the video we yeah, saw. Yeah, the, the theme park years, video. 30, oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah, and oh we're going to be right God. outside that right here and it's just, uh, there's a lot to get excited for. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I, I kind of added to my answer a little bit there with, you know, just the whole feeling of HHN coming back. And that's such an easy answer. Yeah. But I had to, like, I can't just not say that. You sure. Know? I'm just excited to be able to enjoy the event with my friends again and have that full atmosphere kick in. Totally. Well, so I guess kind of moving on into mine, another thing that I'm really looking forward to is just experiencing not only HHN again and experiencing with people that we love and know and you know we haven't possibly even seen in a year or whatever but it's going to be just talking as a community again about the HHN experience because HHN has stuck around even throughout the last year you know we had the extremely early opening of the tribute store we had the HHN light of course we've had the preview merch all this year we did have a regular announcement season but being able to be all back on the same page where we're all just like this thing's badass I really like this thing oh my god you have to try this and just getting everybody back together where it's finally here and enjoying the experience communally this kind of expands upon yours which is why I'm doing yeah. this one now um, being able to do that I think is going to be just the best thing to finally be back mm. together instead of whatever has been happening over the last six months. And I feel like it's not only because the gap that we had, and I think the gap created what I'm about to say, but the fact that this off-season has been like the most active I've seen online outside of like old forum like years, you know? Honestly. Oh, it's insane. It's like having a year off got everyone who, you know, liked the HHM but wasn't necessarily super active talking about it year-round doing so. Yeah. Like they were deep in it. And even though we already like knew what was coming, you know, there wasn't much to speculate. Um, it felt so active all year long and that feels like it's just building and building and building until Friday, September 3rd. So I'm excited to see additional experiences such as Jacked Up Experience and the Horror Icons Bar. I think that's something that, you know, they kind of started a little bit with the Stranger Things experience at Cabana Bay. Um, but this sounds like a level we really haven't seen. It sure. almost feels like, remember when they did the occasional like off-season experience outside of HHN? Almost kind of has that feel going with it. Um, and I'm just excited to see what it's about, you know? Head yeah. over to Cabana Bay at 2 p.m. Um, have caretakers serve me a beer. Yeah. You know, it'll be great. Hopefully in a little apron, right? oh, looking man. real cute. Um, the thing, I, I think I can just kind of add a little bit to it because it's it's not only that experience, but it's going to be adding on all of the extra things during the event this year. Like we know there's going to be the trivia game, which is going to be expanded with QR code. Supposedly there's a couple of other like surprise experiences heading on our way yep. that we really don't even know about just yet. And some of the coolest things that we do know about, but we haven't had a chance to experience, like I cannot wait to check out HHN with a candied pork stick in hand before going to see Texas Chainsaw. It's those little bonus experiences. And you know, like, I feel like a lot of this is going to go back to 
hanging with your friends and the experience that you're doing, but the little extra sweets and treats that they're giving us on top of the normal event is such a cool thing, especially the oh, Cabana yeah. Bay oh, experience. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, then we were on 365 talking for a long time about after seeing Mardi Gras, we want expanded food options at Horror Nights. They delivered, it looks yeah. like. They definitely delivered. Can I go on a little rare, real quick? Absolutely. Real quick. Absolutely. So the, uh, what's it called? We're staring at it right now. The We Slaughter Barbecue, right? Yep. It's a Tex Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas-based barbecue. Why is there no brisket on the menu? <laughs> Brisket's too what? expensive. Yeah. There's yeah. no brisket on the Texas barbecue menu. Maybe they got to get a couple people to the house first. Like, I, mm, I don't know. But they have brisket at uh, the Hill House one. But they have Whoa. brisket there, but not at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one? You know what? Th this feels wrong. How do I do uh what are they called? UO complaint. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm pulling it up as we speak. Uh, but no, seriously, I'm, I'm excited about the additional food options as well. I mean, and this year, it's going to be my first year actually doing an Unmasking the Horror Tour. Yeah. I've always kind of been bonus broke too. slash cheap and didn't do any add-ons ever. And this is my first year doing them. I'm still looking at potentially doing RIP Tour. I just want to do everything. I want to no. do all the add-ons I can. And I do want to just go ahead and tell you guys, um, we are still broken cheap. All right, so next on my list, Next on my list is, I really enjoy these big IP houses that HHN tends to do. You know, I love originals, but the really big IP houses, like the two American Horror Story houses with uh, Stranger Things the first year. Um, Stranger Thank Things, you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, the first year. <laughs> Stranger Things are, uh, Stranger Things 2 was on the same level, it was but big. objectively it, it was not a great house. Yeah, yeah. Um, not even objectively, it just wasn't a great house. Um, however, I think Haunting of a Hill House has the potential and quite possibly is the greatest out of those IP representation houses. I, oh, dude, I, oh. I, I'm usually not that excited about, I'm excited about IPs, but not to the level I am for Hill House. Yeah. I know a lot of people are down on it. They watch the series like, oh, it's a drama. You know, it's not scary. Yeah. I, I don't want to say you're wrong, but you're wrong. Yeah. Like, your opinion is your opinion, and it's a wrong one, and that's fine. <laughs> Here's the thing. I understand where some people are like, oh, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that they're making this a haunted house, but I also, to be perfectly honest, like, I completely disagree with that in the sense oh. of The Shining is a lot more than Jack Nicholson walking around with an axe. Oh, yeah. The Exorcist is a lot more than a little girl puking on you that happens to be green, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, HHN has a way of doing these things that... You know, I've seen some comments that says it's disrespectful, and I just, I kind of completely disagree with that sentiment, just because I think that Hill House is one of those properties that is going to translate extremely well to a haunted house, and not everything has to be a deep dive into the subtext of what each thing means. No, I, th I think people are looking at it as like, this house that's going to last four minutes is somehow going to portray the entire, like, slowness of the series. It's I don't not even think you'll case. see the family. That's not, no, it doesn't sound yeah. like we are. It sounds like it's literally just gonna take the fucking cool scary parts and put it in a house. Yeah. And the cool scary parts of this show were badass. Yeah, that's about it. And again, you kind of brought this up, but like outside of like most slashers, what horror movies are nothing but pure horror? Yeah. Not many. Yeah. Drama is a huge part of horror. It's a, it's an element that's almost necessary for a lot of horror movies. Yeah. So. And we've actually even heard that this house is going to be. Uh, it was it was self-described as a slow burn. You're going through, and they're going to continue to escalate the scares. A slow burn, there. where the house itself is the main character. Yep. So you know you're not following the family story. 
Yep. Which is the slower part that I would assume most people are talking about. Besides, Luke is too busy out here making grilled cheese. They have him slaving away behind the counter. <laughs> Child labor laws. Where's that UO uh, hashtag that I still need to reach out to about the brisket? <laughs> but yeah, it is one of those things like I'm really excited for it. Um, and then along with that, I'm just going to kind of bundle these together. We're talking about classic slashers. If that's your bag, we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre again this year. And I guess I'm really excited to see that one. I feel like I'm more excited than most people because a lot of people are like, oh man, we've already seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And to that I always say, we've got a lot of new people coming in that have not had any experience with the slashers, minus Michael. Um, and then there's just something about the power and weight of Leatherface that you don't really know until you have a chance to actually experience Leatherface. And I'm really hoping with this being one of the big houses this year, you know Texas is getting the soundstage treatment, that's more than Michael has been given so far. Mm -hmm. That's going to be awesome. Um, I think people really need to amp this one up on their hype list a little bit. And uh, those are kind of the two biggies for me. And I guess Beetlejuice would be higher, but it is one of those I've already seen. I need to see the enhancements. Yeah, yeah I, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre has I don't want to say unjustly dropped on people's hypers because it's, honestly, it's not some people's things. And I get that. I understand if you're not a huge fan of Leatherface uh, or even just kind of that genre. But um, if you don't want it because ah, I didn't really like 26s, yeah, you probably want to move it up your hype list a little bit because this isn't going to be the same house as on 26. No. Um, the scale of it's just going to be so much different, first of all. Yeah. And the Orlando team's just not going to take the same exact approach twice. That's not what they do. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited for it a lot more than I would be if it was in, like, a tent yeah. again. Um, so, yeah. No, I completely agree with you. What's next on your list? Um... I'd say, honestly, for me, the Scare Zones in general, it feels like a very, very strong lineup for Scare Zones this year without having seen them yet. Um, but I was very disappointed 29. Like, the Scare Zones were, you know, there were parts of the year where I did really enjoy Vanity Ball in there, and I felt like it kind of fell off in the later half. Mm -hmm. Vikings Undead was eh, fine enough, I guess. And then we don't need to talk about Zombieland and Hellbilly Deluxe. I know a lot of people enjoyed, but again, to me, it was just loud and... Mm, I don't see where it's a scare zone, you know? Sure. Just felt like music and some people dancing. It's party zone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this year, I'm very excited about four of these zones. Um, well, okay, I'm very excited about three, cautiously optimistic about another, and slightly concerned about the other. Sure. Um, it, it has a combination of brand new original ideas, bringing back, uh, like, Terra Quintus in the form of Warwood Forest, um, even though this is one I'm concerned about, I'm very excited to the potential of Lights, Camera, Action. You're bringing back a zone that, like, no one remembered until we brought this back. Tying in, like, best of scare zones, as well as an icon. Yeah. That's wild. I'm nervous about how it will work, but wild and I'm excited at the same time. I just need Eddie in the director's chair. Oh, yeah. Calling the shots with the chainsaw gang with the other characters. If we could just have, like, the actual vanity ball set up, like, the stage down the middle and him up there directing. I'll take it. That's a decent idea. And then Seek and Destroy. Like, what's not to love about the concept and the sets that we can see right now that they put out? Yeah. Look phenomenal. My only hope for Seek and Destroy is that it, lately it seems like the New York zone has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. over the years, basically ending where Mummy is. Yeah. I really hope that they start to expand out a little bit. I, I miss when they used to go down, like, um, 
I don't know what that street's called, but the street that branches off. Sting Alley. Nope, not the alley, no, the not actual Sting. road, the one that goes by Oh, Pence, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know main the main entrance. About. Yeah. Or the other entrance, I mean. Yeah, you know, it used to go back there a bit. Use that space again, why not? Sure. Um, but yeah, that'd be nice if they did that. I don't see any props anywhere else, so maybe not, but. Yeah. Otherwise, I think the concept sounds great, and what we've seen so far, there's a lot of props out. Yeah. And a lot of pretty detailed ones, too, so. Well, I guess finally on my list is thing I'm really looking forward to this year is an expansion upon just the HHN lore because it tends to come, at least in recent memory, you know, 26 was a direct sequel to 25. I'm wondering if this is setting up a, I wonder if this is setting up the next year's story for HHN while also just expanding on the general lore. You and I took a trip over to the new tribute store before uh, we sat down to do this and just, there's some very interesting journal entries that are yes. scattered throughout that yes. that seem to align with the one and only Albert Kane and um, making a couple appearances in that house and everything like yep. that. So my question is, if this is not the expansion of Jack's story, even though Jack is technically the icon, is this just going to be a broad, overarching expansion of HHN history in and of itself? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've seen the integration of Kiri, which is, you know, Kiri gets expanded upon almost every single year. Um, we're seeing some Shady Brook stuff, and then we have what essentially equates to three anniversary houses this year. There's just a lot to talk about this year that I feel like we're really going to learn more about once we actually do these Unmasking the Horror Tours. I actually was gonna use like, like progressing lore as one of mine. I held off luckily, because now we get to talk about it with you. Um, and then the big one for me is honestly like, we get to physically see Boris Schuster. Yeah. It, it's not just a passing name anymore. We're gonna experience an entire house kind of based around him. Um, so that's gonna be a big one for me. Um, and like you said, the, I we were trying to pick up what was in the tribute store and it finally kind of clicked that it was most likely Albert Kane. We don't have 100% yeah. confirmation, but it looks very likely at this point. And there's some things in there that add to his story yeah. that we would not have known before, you know? Or even yeah. guessed for that matter. So it seems they, they kind of made it clear that Jack himself, you know, not really progressing the canon. That was directly mentioned uh, when they did the interview with uh, James Keaton. I believe he's the one who said that. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like in some of the houses and other places, it definitely will be progressing some canon, so. We actually don't even know right now the various, supposedly we're gonna encounter the three different variations of Jack. Mm -hmm. We don't really know what that means right nope. now. We don't know if that means one year is in the 30 year zone and one's in the house and that one is possibly with uh, Mountain Dew Halloween fuel or whatever it is. Um, Nightmare Fuel, or if it's incorporated into the new Marathon of Mayhem style mm. show. We don't really know, but it's just very interesting. I mean, they've got these icon characters. Obviously, icons is important enough to be featured outside on the archway, Yep. so there is something there. The whole tribute store is icon themed this year, Yep. so I'm just looking to figuring out what that means for the HHN lore being expanded. Yeah, I think... Every time I look at a different house that's an original, I'm like, this this could expand the lore. Yeah. We could keep progressing the story. Um, when we were originally looking at it, it didn't feel that way, especially before Legendary Truth kind of came into it. It's kind of like, well, sounds like this kind of just could be like a, a mashup, fun look back at the event. And it, it doesn't feel like that so much anymore. And that has me very excited. Yeah. And 
you know, if they're doing that now, maybe that's hinting towards it not stopping. Because we were in a period where, and even Michael Aiello said himself, you know, IPs are kind of going to be the focus. New icons probably not going to happen. Maybe the tide's changing again, and we're getting back to more lore-focused HHN events coming. Sure. We've only got a couple more days till we are eating grilled cheeses at HHN 30. <laughs> and uh, of course, we hope to bump into all of you there. We cannot wait to huff on some fog machines with you all, get fully enveloped in the HHN experience. And guess what? In case it isn't obvious, we're bringing back Stay and Screamcast all season long. You can find us alternating on the two different feeds of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights and HHN 365. So please make sure you're subscribed to both podcasts. That way you get every single episode Something that really surprised us last year is you all really showed up when we said, hey, we're doing Stay and Screamcast. If you want to buy us a drink so we can experience the Stay and Scream experience like we're here with you as we record, that's awesome. You're not obligated. But if you would like to, send us a couple dollars and we'll have a beer on you and thank you on the show. And a lot more of you did that last year yeah. than expected. And it was super awesome. So, you know what? We're going to do it again. If you guys do not mind helping two alcoholic 20-year-olds um, drink around... Well, we're not quite 20. 20. Um, no, you're, no, no, you're not supporting underage drinking, I swear. If you, don't, 30. if you don't mind supporting two 20-somethings, late 20-somethings... Very uh, late 20-somethings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extremely late. Like, on the verge of death. Um... <laughs> if you don't mind supporting us and our drinking addiction, of course, you can send us a couple dollars for Stay in Screamcast. You can do that at my Venmo, which is at said something. That's S-A-I-D-S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N. It's like said something without the G. You'll get a thanks on the show. And once again, you're not obligated, but it's super appreciated and it's super awesome. But for now, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So, Duff, thanks for being here, my friend. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Stuff. If the folks want to keep up with you online, where's the best place to do that? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at HHN365 and maybe some other things in the future that you'll hear about soon. Perfect. And if you want to keep up with me, the best place to do that is also on Twitter. You can find me at Diz Vincent Price. That's D-I-S Vincent Price. Oh, when did you start working for the Diz? You know, it's uh, been a work in progress. However, it's just... My uh, mouth kind of hurts. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is Vincent Price and then hey thanks for listening to the Stay and Screamcast and thank you for screaming with us now get out